Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you know what we all need in life? Rules. Imagine a world without rules. There would be chaos and everybody would be running around smashing windows, stealing televisions, and probably eating as much ice cream as they can get their hands on before it obviously melts. This has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about today. Well, it kind of does, because I would like to introduce you to seven rules that I believe WWE should bring back into the sports entertainment field, because maybe, just maybe, it would make for a better product. Or maybe not. What do I know? I'm a bald idiot. My name's also Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling. Please do subscribe. Let's go. Number seven, the closed fist. Back in the day, most wrestling promotions did indeed ban the closed fist because they wanted their wrestling and performers to base their skills on athletic talent alone. I suppose probably someone someday went, oh man, we should separate from boxing too, which doesn't make any sense because human beings love watching another human being punch the first human being right in the skull. However, more to the point, pro wrestling, of course, based its whole endeavor on amateur wrestling. And in amateur wrestling, nobody was punching anyone. So it was a really nice way to kind of separate the two, especially when a bad guy did it. And we have moved so far away from this today that everybody does it to the point the crowd would do the whole yay boo thing. So the villain will hit someone, they'll go boo, and the hero hits someone, they'll go yeah, even though it's exactly the same move. So if we did bring this back, not only would it help assholes be assholes, but you would also be able to get around the huge logic gap that is two people punching each other right here, and yet neither of them ever gets knocked out. I mean, what does that actually say about their punch to begin with? Number six, chokeholds and all that. Much like closed fists, chokeholds used to be banned in professional wrestling, because of course, if you do them for too long, and if you do them wrongly, or I suppose rightly, you could kill a guy. It's kind of amusing, his power bombs are still fine, although power drivers aren't fine. And the likes of the stars clash, the curb stomp, and the shooting star press, they just come and go. But this is why wrestling movesets are actually nuts. There ain't any rules, isn't it ironic? Whether it was on the good or the bad list, though, the sleeper has always remained a constant classic. I suppose if we are going to judge it by 2021 standards, it is now just a little bit boring because you are allowed to do it. And usually it's just used as a rest hold if somebody leans on somebody else. But if all of a sudden it's the bad guy going, ha, 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 I'm going to kill him, I'm going to do it. Well, you may inject some life into the product. Number five, the pat down. This happened to me the other day, so it does still exist in some places. And if you can believe it, it was done by none other than UK wrestling legend Doug Williams, who was the special guest referee on that night. And I was fighting for a world championship. I mean, who the hell booked that? But yes, he did indeed pat my gear down to ensure I wasn't carrying a gun or something. 
And you never see this in WWE anymore unless somebody's gimmick is the fact that they're always carrying around weapons. This is like shining a giant spotlight onto the fact, oh, they're probably gonna use a weapon. Surely that would actually hit harder though if the official would check the wrestlers every single time because then you would get used to it. So when someone did go, ta-da, and had brass knucks or something, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. The ref checked him. It's simple why this worked as well because it makes the fight feel legit. You do it in MMA, you do it in boxing. No one's just gonna whip out a knife from nowhere because everybody has ensured that there are no knives. Also, if you did bring this back, it literally takes like seven seconds to do it before two people have a match. But why the hell not? Number four, the tag rope. Who even knows what is going on with this one? I mean, sometimes you do have to hold the tag rope and other times you don't have to hold the tag rope. Sometimes the tag rope isn't even there. I mean, it's different in somewhere like AEW because FTR got it written into their contracts. But in World Wrestling Entertainment, it's just a bit of string. Do whatever the hell you want with it. It was brought into existence though because it does add a healthy bit of drama to any kind of tag team match. If you know you've got to hold on to this thing, but you see your partner getting the crap kicked out of them, you're going to be torn like, what do I do? Do I go in there and help them? But I can't get going. This is against the rules. It's just a simple mechanic. It also means a wrestler can fret that maybe they will get disqualified if they do do this. But also when you do break up a pin and you do show that you're a renegade, the crowd are going to absolutely love you because we know the deal. You did what you had to do. It's also a great way to screw over the baby faces because when one of those does let go of the rope, the referee will be like, hey, hey, what are you doing as the heels go to work? And then you just have an example like Eddie Guerrero who somehow took a piece of fiber or a piece of material and made it one of the most entertaining things you've ever seen in your life. And that, my friend, is why Eddie Guerrero is one of the best wrestlers ever. Wait a minute, nope, we weren't talking about that, but a fact is a fact. Number three, three count KOs. So this goes against our whole realism argument, but man, do I miss the days when somebody would be in some kind of submission maneuver and the referee would lift their hand once and the referee would lift their hand twice and go, oh my gosh, if it doesn't come up for a third time, I think this person may be dead. Why the hell did I just play around with their arm? That never happened though, because instead, at the last second, this guy's arm would just shoot up in the air and the fans would be like, oh, thank goodness he breathes again. It was just fun. But sure, when you see somebody tap quicker than a hiccup when you're watching the UFC, it does seem a little bit bizarre that a wrestler would get this much time. But never forget, this isn't mixed martial arts. It is sports entertainment. So if you want to kind of blend the real with the so-called fake, then why the hell not if it serves the match? If nothing else, what we really need to introduce is some kind of system when a competitor gets knocked out for real. For some reason, within WWE, we still have this idea where well, we better finish the match, that person better get hit by the move that we'd already planned. But again, in real fighting, when somebody gets KO'd, that's that. So if it happens in wrestling, even though it wasn't the intended finish, wouldn't that be a good way to say bye-bye, we're done? You literally stop them from getting back up. So there's somewhat of a back and forth with this one. You want the fun and games, but you also want the seriousness. But I think that pro wrestling can handle both its parameters could be stretched that far. Number two, interference. That's right, I said it, it has to be said, and my word, is this going to feel good to finally get off my chest? Because nobody understands it, not even me. What? Don't know. Now do not get me wrong, interference and distractions are all over the pro wrestling scene at the moment, and of course, every single one always ends with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And you can't argue that it's not the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Its win ratio must be like 94.2%. So while people think I'm totally against it now, I'm not 
It's just how we utilize it. And as ever, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see what they were doing back in the day. Because interference used to go about as far as a manager just trying to help their employee get an advantage. So Jimmy Hart would be on the outside, for example. He would see the ref wasn't looking and he'd slap Hulk Hogan or somebody in the face or he'd get his megaphone and clonk him on the noggin. And then he'd run away and go, well, I didn't do anything. But it didn't end the match. It wasn't reason for the match finishing. It was just a way so the heel, the bad guy, could get booed a little bit more. That is just a smart tool to give a fight more flavor. And how in 2001, this has evolved to a wrestler coming storming to the ring while their entrance music plays. They get involved and the rest like, well, I don't know what's going on. I can't understand. It's like, did you not hear this heavy metal theme song playing? I mean, what on earth were you doing? That's not interfering. That is a damn siege. My overall point here is that less is more. Although that's not true, more is more. Again, 2021 WWE. Number one, time limits. Now everybody calm down because I'm gonna talk about AEW and New Japan, but they both use time limits great, especially the latter. And the reason you always want to introduce it into your world of wrestling is because basically it gives you another new way to end a match. And you don't have to overdo them either. You just have to teach your audience that, oh my gosh, there's only a 20 minute limit. Maybe it will end in a draw. And again, if you use these sparingly, sometimes you'll even get people going, I can't believe it. WWE used to do this all the time and it's a really great way when you do have someone you don't want to win and you have somebody else that you don't want to lose to go well, they can go to a draw as opposed to, you know, 50-50 booking, you win there, you win there, you win there, you win there. I mean, you've got to know where you're going and you've got to make sure you pay it off down the line. But there's a reason the likes of Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Tanahashi, Okada, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and a bunch of other people, Terry Funk, used to use these because it can work. I can't even remember the last one that WWE did. Every time I say something like that, it usually happened yesterday and I've just forgotten but I think it's just a good weapon to have in your arsenal. And I'm not talking about iron matches either. I'm talking about much shorter affairs that leave two guys scratching their heads going, well, how the hell am I going to beat him next time? Because simple stories are always the best. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.